Welcome to UC Today with me, David Dungay. Today we have a special interview, a, a case study with Cool Tower and their customer Sight and Sound. Welcome everyone to the call. How are you all? Doing excellent. Thank Great. you, David. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're going to dig into um, this special relationship in just a moment. But before we, get, uh, we do that, let's do a few introductions. Uh, should we start with Rob? Do you want to tell us a little bit about Sight and Sound and uh, what we do there? Sure. So um, I'm the IT director here at Sight and Sound. Uh, we are a live theater company, although we're branching out. Uh, we have two live theaters of uh, approximately 2,000 seats apiece, uh, one in Branson, Missouri, and one here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, about 800 employees total, and uh, we're, we just spun up a feature film division. So we're releasing our first feature film this year as well, So, Fantastic. amongst other things. Wow. Great. Okay. Sam, should we go to you next? Yeah, so I'm Sam Barron. I'm one of the directors here at Call Tower. Uh, I've been with the company for about eight years. I'm the Northeast. Uh, what we positioned for Sight & Sound, what we implemented for them is a replacement of their call manager solution. Um, and we did that with Microsoft Teams. And we'll go into that a little bit further on down the road here, but excited to be here. <laughs> Great. And, uh, and Jack? Yeah, thanks, David. Uh, Jack Larson, I'm one of the account executives here at Call Tower. Been with the company for about two and a half years and in the unified communication space for about five going on six. So thanks for uh, looping me in and look forward to chatting today. Fantastic. So where should we start? Let's start with uh, with Rob, um, Sight and Sound, the customer. Um, Rob, tell us, you know, what were the, the major issues and challenges that you were facing, you know, when uh, you were making that decision to sort of kind of move to Call Tower. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones is just we're we're one of those companies that are not scared of the cloud. Like I know, you know, there's been a good amount of um, hesitation and caution, I guess, about moving to the cloud with telephony solutions. Uh, we've experienced the cloud in a whole bunch of different ways, and we're pretty engaged with a lot of solutions that are cloud-based. So feel very comfortable with it. Um, the main thing really was just that our Cisco contract was basically coming up for renewal. renewal. And when we sat down and sort of weighed everything up, uh, the internal cost of just maintaining the system, licensing costs, et cetera, we just knew there had to be better options out there. So uh, we actually engaged with a, a local partner or a reseller here that we used in the past for telephony work. and. Um, they were the ones who brought Court out to the table, amongst some others. And then we, uh, you know, we've got a, a software selection process that we walk through, where we build out our requirements documents, and then basically sort of uh, engage with the different vendors to just see who matches, you know, what our actual definitive requirements are. So as we walk through that process, it seemed like Court out just rose pretty quickly to the top. Um, and then yeah, so we just sort of got to that place we were making to the decision and uh, felt very comfortable that Call Tower was the right partner to go with. Um, and to be honest, that was played out in the implementation. Like I, I was literally just talking to one of my fellow directors here and the Call Tower experience for us as an implementation was probably one of the best we've ever experienced. So it was really good. Fantastic. So let, let's let's go to the Call Tower side of that um, question. Um, Sam, do you want, do you want to um, make a comment on that? and? Uh, you know, why Call Tower did so well throughout this sort of tender tender process? Yeah, absolutely, David. So I, I think one of the big driving factors for Sight & Sound was they were already on Office 365 and they were already using Teams. I think that was a real big component there. 
And kind of where we specialize in and, and what we've been doing for a little bit over 12 years now is we've actually been hosting Microsoft products. So we started hosting OCS back in the day, which then became known as Link, if you're familiar with Microsoft Link at all. Then we transitioned and migrated Link customers to Skype for business. And then obviously what we're doing now is providing voice services in two different manners into Microsoft Teams. So what uh, Rob was mentioning earlier is the, the whole project was about replacing their Cisco call manager environment because it was coming into life and you know the, the renewal um, for licensing and SmartNet and all that stuff was coming into life. So one of the key factors was how do we consolidate as much functionality as we can into Microsoft Teams. So part of what Rob was saying was um, the implementation was successful. Well, when it's when it's a good fit for call tower, when it's a good fit for uh, our customer, meaning when they're trying to leverage Microsoft Teams, we usually do pretty well in that that realm. So I appreciate the feedback, Rob, um, and I'm excited that it went as well as it did. Great. Well, let, let's um, let's let's go back to Rob then. Let's talk about res results. Um, you know, uh, obviously a, a nice, easy, smooth tran transition and implementation. Um, you know, what what have the, been the results? You know, since you decided to go down this road, Rob. Um, I think one of the biggest things for us was the lack of disruption. Um, I think that's always a, it's an interesting ROI. <laughs> it's like hard to gauge in some ways, but. In other ways, not like I do feel like when you're transitioning a corporate communication system, which is, you know, it's your core telephony product, everybody's used to having a phone on their desk and you're essentially having conversations with them about, do you really need that piece of hardware? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, then you've got to gauge the experience the day of the cutover. The reality is I think we fielded a dozen tickets, a dozen calls on the day of the cutover. Now, in an organization of 800, that's that's a third of the tickets that will regularly come in every day. Um, and for a massive project of that scale to literally, we came in, it actually happened over a, a holiday weekend for us. So we came in as, as an IT team at both locations on a, uh, a holiday Monday. And then we came, you know, the, the rest of the company came back to their desks Tuesday morning. And considering the scope and scale of what we'd done, sweeping the building from top to bottom, switching out hardware and putting headsets on desks and all that type of stuff, to only field a dozen calls and have the feedback be throughout the rest of that week, oh, it didn't really even make a difference. Like we just carried on. We just picked it up and, and went with it. Because I feel like we'd done a great job partnering with Call Tower around how to do some trainings and give people a heads up of what was coming. That honestly was one of the biggest things. The lack of disruption was a huge indicator of, of a successful project for us. And then since then, to be honest, it's really just been realizing the financial savings. Like we've been able to see some, you know, maybe not huge savings, but at the same time, what projects these days are you able to roll out a newer, more uh, feature-based product and actually see savings of any kind? Typically those don't come hand in hand. So for us to be able to say, hey, it affected the bottom line in the right direction, and at the same time gave our users stability and a great experience that now they're starting to see features. What we've heard more in terms of comments is actually, wait a second, it does what? You know, those kinds of conversations around, hey, like we're, as Sam had said, like we're, the company had gotten used to Teams, but now it's like Teams is on steroids because like, hey, it, it can record these messages for me and it's giving me a, 
a, tra uh, uh, what's the word? The, uh, not translation, I can't think Transcription, of it. yeah. It's giving yeah. me, you know, the, the written version as well. And yeah, just all of those pieces, I feel like we've had far more encouraging conversations with folks about, hey, like, this is amazing. Like, I, I never imagined I would be able to actually see this kind of level of integration. Wow. So, Jack, maybe we should come to you now. Maybe you could comment on that answer. Obviously, that that lack of disruption must be, you know, a, a huge one. Probably a common theme you're seeing with call tower customers. You know, how how important are those? Uh, that lack of disruption, of course, that bottom line, and those those other elements that uh, that uh, um, uh, that Rob just spoke about. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's vital, right? Especially when you're looking at uh, replacing a solution like a phone system. Um, that can be the lifeline of, of a business. And I, I think it really speaks to our implementation team. And I want to give a special shout out to Antoinette Rodriguez, who manages our implement, implementation team, and also to uh, Andy Burke, who was the, the project manager on this project. I think he did an amazing job. I think it really speaks to um, the investment that we've made as an organization into our implementation staff and, and our process and just the connection between sales and implementation, I think, that, that really, at the end of the day, they're boots on the ground and do a lot to, to see these projects through and make sure that they're implemented in a fashion that has you know, the least amount of disruption and the best results for the end user. And then, you know, looking at the bottom line, the, the most cost savings. So just just kind of wanted to give them a, a shout out as well. Fantastic. Um, and of course, uh, user adoption. We all talk about user adoption uh, when it comes to these kinds of implementations. Um, it, it, you know, the success can always hinge on you know how many how many employees um, actually embrace the new technology. Um, Sam, maybe you could come, make a comment on that around you know how Call Towers you know helping businesses like Sight and Sounds um, you know maintain a really decent level of user adoption early on in in that in that process. Yeah, absolutely. So. It kind of goes back to the original point I was making about the, the definition of unified communications, right? There's a bunch of different organizations out there, a bunch of different unified communication companies out there that have their own platform, where when you talk about end user adoption, the reason why a lot of these implementations go successfully, yeah, you can we can pat Call Tower on the back and our implementation team on the back for doing a great job, and, and you know Jack and Rob hit on that that they did. But it's also about finding the right solution and being able to consolidate to the right solution so that end user adoption is a lot easier. So what I mean by that is Sight and Sound already had Office 365. They already had teams in the mix. So when we're training organizations on how to use our phone system environment, really what we're doing is we're tying that into teams. We're tying it into an application the end users should already be familiar with. So one of the reasons why Microsoft's made a big name for themselves, obviously they're a massive conglomerate and a big company, right? But one of the reasons why they've had such, such success is they've made it easier for organizations like Call Tower to integrate into their platform. They do that through, you know, we do that through a simple SIP connection, basically, to, you know, site and sounds environment. So when you, when you revert back to end user adoption, yes, Call Tower helps out a ton during that process. We do a lot of trainings with the end users. Um, we made sure, you know, Rob and his team were up to speed on what their end users could expect when they're making this transition. But we also, um, it's also a little bit easier in the sense that we're using an application that users are familiar with, right? So that that's a big reason for our success and a big reason for a lot of these smooth implementations going the way they should be gone. 
And Rob, tell tell us, you know, how has all this um, impacted your you know your customer experience? Uh, you know, since the implementation, have you seen noticeable changes there as well? Um, I don't know honestly that we've realised the full benefits of anything from a, uh, an outside you know guest experience or customer experience. Um, I think I would say again like the least disruption for that experience is, is always a bonus. Um, I don't know that we've necessarily added a whole lot in. Like this was a corporate phone system, so within reason, so long as people can reach folks here. Um, we have had some you know, fresher conversation more recently about how we want to do that in the future. I mean, it does feel like the just the landscape of telephony in general is shifting to where where people are printing business cards, they're not putting just a corporal cent corporate central number on there anymore. They're actually putting a direct dial number. Um, and yeah, like I think as an organization too, we just acknowledge that even though we have a corporate telephony solution in place that is deeply integrated with Teams and is, and is, is really proving to be a great addition, the reality of the modern world is that there are just multiple platforms across which people are communicating with each other. So we still have people using text groups. We still have people using WhatsApp. We still have people using, you know, a variation of different things. They'll use, you know, um, Apple's, you know, communication tool. Like the, there's no one hit wonder that I think solves every communication need. And I think as much as anything, as an organization, if you're willing to acknowledge that, and just go, okay, great. Well, we're going to raise the bar around each of those to the highest level we can just to ensure that the communication standard is as strong as it possibly can be. I think that's the that's the approach we're definitely taking. What, what's the fit, feedback been like, Rob, from the from the team, you know, since uh, since they've been using the new sort of solution? Has there, has there been much uh, coming back saying how much they love it or dislike it or the challenge, any challenges? And when you say team, are you meaning my team, or are you meaning sort of the team? I'm meaning your. Team? I'm meaning your 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 team, Rob. Um, yeah, I think honestly there has been pretty positive feedback. They, uh, you know, I don't know that we've necessarily gauged how many telephony calls we were responding to previously, and and what we are now. Um, we've been in the season, unfortunately, when we uh, had a couple of folks leave, so we've been rehiring our help desk folks. Um, but overall, I think there's the beauty of the Teams platform and the integration is that a lot of users, we had done a lot of work around getting users, uh, as Jack had shared, you know, familiar with the Teams platform. So within reason, it's just another breakout tab within Teams that now has all these components that you're used to seeing on a desk phone or, you know, had, had utilized elsewhere. So it was a fairly easy transition. And I do feel one of the things that we like about Teams is that it is fairly intuitive. Like it's not, it may not be the most intuitive pro, uh, solution out there, but it's it's pretty easy to look at most of the icons or, you know, most of the processes and understand how to make a change or, you know, uh, yeah, just make adjustments. So I would say overall, it's, it's definitely affected the team. A lot of it uh, as well as that, you know, they can obviously just remote into a user and, and walk through the team's platform very quickly and easily and help them. So, Fantastic. So um, we're coming towards the end of the session. Um, I, I just want to leave our, our viewers with a, with a sense of, you know, how, how this implementation went uh, and just to summarize a little bit of what, what we've spoken about. If we could maybe go around the, the table and uh, could you maybe give us a, a, a few of your highlights from your perspectives, from your different perspectives about, um, 
this implementation and how you felt uh, it went. Sam, should we, should we start with you? Just a, a couple of highlights. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it comes down to a few different things. I think it comes down to finding the right application for the customer, right? Finding out what the customer needs as far as functionality goes. And also having a customer that's easy to work with, right? Rob and his team were really uh, great to work with during the implementation process. We assigned them one of our, you know, more tenured implementation reps just based on the scope of the project and the complexity. Um, so it really comes down to those three things, right? Being able to work together as a team. Implementations are, you know, there's never one that goes off perfect without any miscommunication during the pre-sales process. And, you know, I can say that from a pre-sales perspective, right? Um, but I, I think when you're when you're as coordinated as our implementation team is and you're working with a team that understands that there's going to be, you know, some avenues that might have been missed during the pre-sales process, I think that's when they go the, the, you know, the smoothest, right? And Rob and his team were really flexible in that realm and really flexible during the implementation. Hence why it went off with, quote unquote, without a hitch, Rob, right? <laughs> So, great. Well, let's let's go to to Rob next. Give us give us your sort of highlights from Sight and Sounds perspective. Um, yeah, I I would probably just echo what Sam said there. I think he he hit it completely. I think the the big uh, factor that matters in all three of those layers is communication, communication, communication. Um, I think the truth of the matter is like we're experiencing just just for the sake of argument or you know statement we're experiencing a different implementation right now with another product um, that is not going the same way and the breakdown is truly about communication like i feel you know and hats off jack mentioned him already but andy burke was he was the significant pin in the conversation for us because he proactively communicated on an ongoing basis like we felt the connection and we felt like they were truly an advocate for us in the process rather than us chasing them down. And I think, you know, to Sam's point, like we, we appreciate as a, as a client, we appreciate that kind of partnership. We're looking for someone who's going to bring it at the same level that we bring it internally. We have a pretty high standard for ourselves. Um, not to say that we're going to not fall short, um, but at the same time, we, we strive to move towards, hey, we're going to do this thing with excellence. And uh, I think finding those partners, as, as Sam said, is it's it's honestly a beautiful thing when it happens. It's not all that common. I just want to call that out. So, yeah, definitely just I think communication is the key. And as Sam said, you know, just finding those right solutions, matching things together and then having, I think, back to Jack's point earlier, a partner that's basically done the work around their own implementation process and people, because that makes all the difference then for us as a client. Right. And uh, Jack, give us, give us your highlights. Yeah, I mean, I think Rob and Sam summed it up really well. Um, the, the fact that, you know, you're, you're committing to Microsoft Teams, knowing that that's the application that you want to consolidate to. Um, and then, you know, from Call Tower's side, being able to deliver that um, from both a service level and then an implementation perspective. Um, back to, to Rob's point, the fact that they only had 15 tickets on the go-live date is is incredible. So... Um, yeah, just from, from both sides, Rob and Matt and the whole Sight and Sound team were great to work with. I think we were open and communicative and got this project done in a, a great, great fashion. So, Fantastic. Well, what a great place to end today's discussion. Uh, Sam, Jack, Rob, thank you so much for joining me. 
Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, good chat, you, David. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, thank Jack. you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dungo, and you see today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it from me. See you next time.